Welcome back, everybody, to this week's edition of American Billiard Radio. Today is, uh, let's see, it's Thursday, September the 24th, 2015, and my name is Mr. Bond. I'll be your host once again this week. And I'm joined this week with uh, Mr. Mike Howerton of azbilliards.com. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm good. How are you doing? Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Um, before we get yapping too far here, uh, I should uh, do my sponsor their duty or their due diligence and say that part of the show is brought to you by Tweet and Fiber Company. Makers of Master Chalk, Elk Master Tips, and a whole host of accessories for your game made right here in the United States of America. And uh, we like that. We like the tweeting products, man. So anyway, what's going on in the pool world, Mr. Uh, Mike Howerton? Well, it, it's it's a great time if you're wanting to watch pool online. I mean, yeah. you know, we've, we've talked in the past about how every weekend has tournament after tournament to watch, but we're really getting treated these last couple of weeks with uh, the World Championships mm-hmm. and, uh, and the World Cup of Pool. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, speaking of, this, uh, just this past um, week, uh, or this past weekend, I suppose, would be better, um, the, uh, I keep getting the World Cup of Pool mixed <laughs> up with the World Nine Ball. The World Nine Ball ended up, uh, finished up this past weekend, and uh, doggone it, man, we were rooting for Shane, and he took it, took it, and took it uh, all the way to the final uh, ended up beating the one co-brother and then uh, ended up in the final with the other co-brother and he did not win. Uh, it was, um, there was a wave of uh, reaction that, that went through the internet and AZ Billiards in particular uh, where there was a lot of these grumblers. And I, I, don't, I understand because that was our American guy in the, in the race there. But they talked about how low, uh, a lucky co got uh, on some of his roles and whatnot. How how did that impress you, Mr. Howerton? Well, I didn't, uh, considering that I'm not on the West Coast and watching the finals would have had me at about 5 in the morning. In the morning, yeah. Uh, I, did not, I did not watch the finals. I did watch the semifinals, and, and you're right, Shane just ran over the younger co-brother. Yeah, I mean, he did Orcolo, too, as, yeah. Dennis yeah, too. same score. Yes, yes. You know, from from watching that match and knowing that the elder co was in a tight match with Wu, I thought Shane had to be a big favorite in the finals. Yeah, and yeah. you know, from from what I read, yeah, Co got quite a few roles. Uh, uh, Jerry Forsyth watched it. Uh, he said that Co got roles, but. You know that's cool. You're always going to get roles. There's not a lot you can do about that. Right, you know, right, and sure. and I'm sure that if, you know, I'm sure Shane would not say, "Oh, oh, Co got all the roles, and that's why he won." You know, these guys don't think that way. They might, they might think that way as soon as they get away from the table and are posting on Facebook. But I don't really <laughs> believe the majority of them are just saying, "Oh, it was just because he got roles." Right. No. Well, and it could, because that's certainly not the only time in the history of pool that that's ever happened. You know, the if you're playing nine ball, most certainly 
then you are going to have incidences like that. So, you know, you could you could call it that, but then again, I think we all know that there was mistakes that both of them made in play. And just as a matter of some irony, uh, Mark uh, Cantrell and I last week were talking about this when it came to the finals where that Shane was in it. And we f- both felt bad that we might have jinxed him by talking about it. But the point we made was that when you get to that high of a level and that high of a, on the ladder at that level, um, it really comes down to pinpoint precision every single shot, every single time. The first time somebody blinks, this is what happens. You know what I mean? They were both neck and neck up until the end of it. It was just a couple of bad balls, and that's the end of that. So it, it had to happen to somebody, you know, one way or the other. So that was It was going to go down like that. Somebody was going to get a lucky roll or a break or a missed shot. So, But Shane did well. I mean, I thought he did. The matches that I saw, it looked like he played pretty solid most of the time. Um, Ko is a machine. He is, and I think Ko has most likely locked up player of the year with uh, World 10-Ball and World 9-Ball championships in the same year. Uh, I'm not even sure that Shane winning the Open again would be enough to <laughs> to unseat Co really? as the Player of the Year. Wow! But you know, you know, speaking of Shane, I understand that that he won um, World Pool Masters last year, so he kind of a lot of people looked at that as him showing the world that he could win on the international stage, which is something that people have always you know, said negatively about him. Right. Um, I really think that this year is the year that he really showed the pool world. He's just as dangerous out there on the international stage as he is in Chesapeake. Um, You know, winning the the event again, coming in second in the World Nine Ball Championships. I mean, I really think we won't talk about how he and Mike did at World Cup of Pool, but, you know, <laughs> I, I think that this was the year that he sent that message to the pool world. Just because we're playing outside of the U.S. does not mean that you're going to get my B game anymore. That's true. That's true. And it makes me wonder, um, as I'm sure that it makes a lot of people wonder, I wonder what it. I wonder what that brick wall was, um, and I and I and I don't mean to start a whole conversation on speculating on uh, what's in Shane's head, but you know what I mean. It was it simply just being in another country, or was it foreign uh, players that you're not familiar with, or was it the table? Was it what what you know, whatever that hump was that he had to get past? I think he was past it during the World Nine Ball because uh, I mean. He was, he was in stroke for sure, for sure. And you're right. I don't know what's going. <laughs> I don't know what happened with the World Cup of Pool, Mike. What did you do? <laughs> so boy, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't think there was any chance that the U.S. would lose to Qatar, but you know what <laughs> happens? They've been getting better and better out there for the last. Five, six, seven years. The you know the players out of that area of the world, uh-huh. they're they're more and more serious. They're no longer looked at as as just a buy in a big event. I mean, they still weren't supposed to beat the U.S., but right. You know what happens? It's it's a short race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, you're absolutely right. It is a short race, and uh, well, hell, you know, Darren almost got knocked out too, didn't they? Uh, they almost got knocked out by uh, oh, who was it? Australia. Australia was it? Yeah. I I must yeah, be. Yeah, I think it was. I think you might be right that. I think they were a little bit surprised with that too, but that's, I, I think that says something for the format and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, were they playing doubles? Yeah, the scotch doubles. Right. Exactly. I think that makes the difference. I think that makes the difference for Shane. Um, and I'm not. I guess I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to go in. Like I said, I don't. I, I'll be the last person on earth to try to get in Shane's head. But I wonder if that's not it. So, anyway, <laughs> World Cup of Pool. Uh, just in case you guys did not read the headlines on that, Americans out in the first round. Mike and uh, uh, Shane did not. Not me. Yeah, not Mike Howard. <laughs> Mike no, does no. Shane and Shane Van Boning out in the first round. So, uh, sorry guys, you know, have to do, obviously got to do a little bit better next time. Uh, Mike condolences, maybe I should say that. Uh, what <laughs> what else is coming up in pool, Mister Howerton? Uh, let's see, Vivian's event's coming up here pretty soon, isn't oh, it? Oh, it is, it is, Vivian's event, and there is, um, I just talked to her last week, as a matter of fact, uh, we talked all about her Texas Tornado Open, the version, you know, 1.2 or 2.1, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun, actually, did you hear she's partnering up with Efren? Wow, okay, that'd be good. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They're doing a Jack and Jill round and she's gonna be partnered <laughs> with I'm she's gonna be partnering with Efren. I was like, Oh, I gotta see this. You know, that's that's gonna be a riot. Yeah, that's next weekend. Um and also next week is the International Challenge of Champions and the yep. women's tournament of champions. Yes, it is, it is. And I think that's the same weekend as uh, is it Chinook wins? I think Chinook wins is the following weekend. Okay, okay, I know that that's coming up too. Um, wow, there that's a, there's a lot of major. Well, heck, you got a lot of these other regional you know events going on too. That that can't be understated. I guess I'll take a moment to to mention that. Sometimes you guys listen to the program and uh, we mention some of the, the the larger national events, and it's not that we want to ignore. Uh, you know the pro-ams and the and the smaller tours, but they're so regional. You know that we're afraid that we're gonna put somebody in California to sleep talking about what's happening on the East Coast. So, um, but we still like to give them props for uh, you know for running those things because that's the backbone, uh, a, a large part of what's going on in the pool world right now. There's a lot of this amateur stuff you know, is really strong, isn't it? Yeah, and and I. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about Arizona. I mean, that's where I'm from, so I'm very familiar with the, the Arizona pool world. But, you know, something that I think people outside of Arizona might be interested in, um, we won't get into a long conversation about what the Hustlers TV show did for pool, because I can see both sides of that story. Sure. What I would like to mention, though, is... Arizona as a state, and especially the Phoenix area, 
has gone crazy with these lists that you know the the, the show was supposedly based on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there there's probably a half a dozen lists in the Phoenix area. That's awesome. At different skill levels, and there are challenge matches going on out here. Multiple challenge matches a night. Wow. It's gotten to the point where originally when the list came out, you could just say, hey, I'm challenging Dave for his number five spot on the list. We're going to play at Bull Shooters at 6 o'clock Monday night. Mm-hmm. Now it's, hey, I'm going to play Dave. There's two show tables at Bull Shooters. Are one of them available because I didn't reserve it a week ahead of time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're streamed. They're... There's people sweating the matches on Facebook. You know, hey, give us an update from that match. Well, the score six four right now. Oh, six five now. That's awesome. It's it's gotten huge, and in Arizona, being a a bar box, you know, predominantly bar box uh, players. Sure. What's especially interesting in all is that all the list matches are nine foot tables. <laughs> so now we're seeing a lot more playing on the nine footers than we ever did out here. Wow! Wow! Wow, I did not expect to hear that, Mike. I really didn't. I did not. You just and took me completely off guard. I did not expect to hear that. It's gotten to be so popular that we now have a website specifically for the lists and challenge matches amongst those lists. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't even believe that. That's Oh, really- it's crazy. That is that is that is crazy. That is amazing. I can't even believe it. I, you know, and the funny thing is, all I was going to comment on the about it was that the amateur scene is as strong as it ever was, and what I on and and what I'm including in that is these local tours and the regional stuff and all of the leagues combined and all that stuff together. Very strong, very strong amateur world out there. It doesn't surprise me, I guess, okay. that, that the lists are happening, but it does surprise me, though, that that uh, that specifically turned out that way. Wow, that's amazing. I think we're going to have to get us a list in Chicago, too. That's it. There might already be one, well, and I I'm, just don't know about it, you know? How could, how could there be a list if, they don't, if you don't know about it? Uh, that's true, too. That is, that is true. I am, I'm the rock star mafia, so I should know about these things. <laughs> oh, my I goodness. Do know that, uh, I do know that Las Vegas has, has started a list based on what we've got going here in Phoenix. And, you know, it's kind of I've gone out in that, it's gone in that direction, just the same as it went into Tucson, where Tucson, Arizona has a list now, but I know Las Vegas has put one together. Really? Wow. That's super cool. Wow. That's, ah, man, see, that, that, that's got a lot of potential. You know what I mean? Um, we should, you know, find out about these lists and then coordinate and then come up with like a national championship. A national list. No pros. They have I to. I thought that was what Mike Page was doing. I don't know. Isn't that called the Fargo rate system? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that it would work really with the pros. The amount of traveling they'd have to do. I mean, in Arizona, it's one thing for for a player to drive forty five minutes to play for a hundred bucks, but right, right. I don't think 
I don't think Shane's going to travel to uh, Phoenix to play Scott for a hundred bucks. Right, 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 right. No, that just that would be cool to do it like the old school style. Whenever a room backed a player, and then the rooms would play each other. You know, to, you know what I mean. Like uh, different regions or different states, they could have these uh, you know list battles and stuff. That'd be kind of fun too. Add another twist to it. Make a cable television show out of it or something awesome like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Well, you know, it's funny, and, I, and I'm only going to mention this for the briefest of seconds because it's so stupid, but it's actually not as dumb as it sounds. Have you ever read any of that information about uh, that old masked, uh, masked Marvel guy that used to cruise around the country beating people? Uh, in, a, in a white or a black outfit with the hood on? You know, I want to say I read something about that on BD a while back. It could be. Uh, it could be. When I say on BD, I mean in, in Villiers Digest. Um, yeah. There was but a, it wasn't always the same guy. Right, no. After a while, they started switching it up. So they would have these different... Uh, for the listeners that are not familiar with this, it was a gimmick, but it worked really well. They had a. They would take a, a professional player from somewhere, um, and he would have to be kind of a non, a, a general shaped person. If he was too fat or too tall or too skinny, um, he would. It would be easy to tell who it was. So they would pick somebody with a pretty average frame, and put them in this outfit with a that had a hood over their face, and they would tour the country playing people. I, you want to talk about you know. A goofy sounding idea, but it, people went nuts over this. They were trying to figure out the mystery of who the guy was and how was he able to beat everybody. And it went on and on and on for probably 20 or 30 years. You never know. You think something like that could happen nowadays? That's what I was wondering. Um, you know, I thought, what if there was somebody that was good enough, you know, not that Shane would do that, but what if there was somebody like a Shane or a Darren that actually showed up on the scene and went out in this suit? And for the love of God, nobody could beat him. You know how much attention that would get. Just this, the the whole you know, masked Marvel thing would would drive people nuts. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go off on that. It was supposed to be a brief mention, but uh, no, I, I just think it's I think it's an interesting idea, and I wonder if nowadays with with so much pool available to be watched. Right. If someone could really hide like that, I mean... That's a really good question. You wouldn't recognize Earl or Shane or Shaw, you know, just in their fundamentals. Yes. That's a good question, you know. There's always always that mystery because... And and if you were doing something like this, having this person appear in places like this, uh, you would have to do it in such a way that it didn't obviously interfere with other events that were going on so that that person's identity could be kept a secret. Because obviously if Shane doesn't show up at the U.S. Open, but the mass Marvel is somewhere that weekend, it's going to be really suspicious, you know? So it, yeah. it, there would be some logistics. But the point I guess I was trying to make is, though, think about how that video with Florian, um, how that, you know, people went nuts over that. Uh, as far as watching the video repeatedly on YouTube millions of times, it just shows you that there's if, if there's something interesting enough about it, the people will pay attention to it. Whether that's it, 
that you know whether that's the solution i don't know but uh it certainly you know has never been done in anybody's lifetime around here so might be kind of fun to to pull that off one of these days yeah D dress him up like uh uh like dr seuss or something like that that'd be kind of fun <laughs> scare the hell yeah just shark the hell out of him that's all you have to do um are you gonna win a diamond table uh mike howerton uh, no, probably not. I, I don't think that that would be uh, appropriate. I'm going to give one away in January. You're going to give one away? Really? Yeah. How are you going to do that? I'm giving one away next year, and I'm giving one away next year in January. Really? Who are you giving a table to? Uh, that I don't know. Oh, well, you know, I mean, we're giving one away I guess what was the reason the for it? That's what I meant to say. What is it for, though? Yes. It is for one lucky participant on the Diamond Pool Tour. So they don't necessarily have to win the Diamond Tour. They just have to be a participant in it. Right. Really? Wow. That's a pretty spiffy damn deal right there. Well, uh, But I see that Sam's giving one away. Yeah, the Billiard Education Foundation uh, just announced that uh, they're doing, I guess you would call it like a raffle, more or less. Um, where you buy a ticket, forty bucks, or three for a hundred, and then they're going to have a drawing for a uh, brand new. I guess is it new? For a, uh, I think it's new. I, yeah, I don't see how it wouldn't be for a new diamond table. That's a pretty spiffy deal right there. Forty bucks for a new table would be really nice. You can uh, go yeah, online. You know, Sorry, go ahead. You know, Sam's been. Sam's been doing a lot. The, you know, the junior championship program that she rolled out this year, yeah. that seemed to be a big success. I know she's hoping to, to make it even bigger next year. Uh, you know, I, I think she's done some great things. I know we're, we're getting ready to send 13, 14 players off yes. to uh, the Junior World Championship That's in right. China. That's right. Uh, That's local right. player is going to be going out there. Yep. Absolutely. Chris, Joshua, Zachary, Nicholas, Manny, Jacob, April, Emily, Hannah, Michelle, Haley, Ashley, Nathan, Caden, Lucas, and Daniel are all going to uh, represent the United States in Shanghai, China, to play nine ball. And so uh, they're selling these tickets. You can either get them online or you can buy them actually from one of these kids themselves. So if you know one of these junior players... Get a hold of them and make sure you buy a couple dozen lottery uh, 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 raffle tickets for the table because it's for a good cause, obviously. Get these kids to, to China. And uh, and who doesn't want a brand new diamond table? So, yeah. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a, a couple of them. That would be just fine with me. I'll just use it as my bed, throw my bed out. <laughs> hey, that worked for Keith. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, let's see. What else do we have to cover today, Mr. Mike? Um, I don't know. What else is coming up? Well, let's see. Uh, oh, you know what? We were going to talk about the, uh, Justin Bergman versus Jason Shaw. Shaw, Shaw, Shaw. There's a, um... Money match coming up right around the corner. Doggone it. Is it the 12th or 13th? I'm going to get it wrong. I know I am. Um, let me check my crystal ball. 
my crystal ball says uh, October the 13th and 14th. That's correct. At Teacher's Billiards. Teacher's Billiards in St. Peter's. Is that right? St. Peter's, Missouri? It will be streamed by OnQ2.com. And um, if you want to stick around a little bit later in the show, matter of fact, in just a couple of minutes here, Mr. Mark Cantrell is going to be talking to the proprietor of Teachers Billiards there in Missouri about this very event. It's uh, a showdown between Justin Bergman and Jason Shaw. A $10,000 entry fee, $20,000 winner take all, 10 ball race to 80. Jesus. How would you like to play 80 games of 10 ball, Mike? And they're spreading out over two days? Over two days, the 13th and the 14th. So it's, I don't think that's enough dates. A little over, uh, a little over two weeks away. Uh, I guess it might depend on what time of the day they start, but wow, you know, that's that's ten ball is not nine ball. No, and and, and you've got the possibility of having seventy, almost eighty games a day. That's just crazy. That's a a marathon right there. That's uh, one of those uh, punch me in the arm and then I'll punch you in the arm until somebody gives up. <laughs> well, didn't uh, didn't the color of money challenge match between Earl and Efren? Wasn't that a race to one hundred and twenty? Um, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shush. And I thought that was over three or four days. And I realized nine balls not. Well, even more so, nine balls not ten ball. I mean, yeah. I would think that a race to 80, 10 ball is probably the equivalent of a race to 109 ball or maybe even a race to, to 129 ball. They're yeah. doing it in two days. Yes, that's what, the, that's what the information says. That's what Mr. Teacher Man says at uh, Teacher's Billiards. He's uh, going to give us the lowdown on it with, uh, with Mr. Mark. And I guess, uh, you know, but I'll tell you this. Somebody's arms are going to be a little tired <laughs> at the end of that match. A little? <laughs> Somebody's going to have some tired arms, but they will be $20,000 richer. Um, I was reading some information on uh, AZ Billiards. Uh, I, I think you know a little bit about AZ Billiards. And the, More than I'd like to admit. <laughs> one of the uh, predominant responses was that they thought that Shaw was sort of like a hands down going to take it. How do you think about uh, what I would agree. You think so? You think so? I do. I think he's, I think he's playing outstanding right now. Uh, when he's comfortable, he plays, when he's comfortable, I don't know that anyone has to beat him. Um, you know, if he brings his A game, let's just say if he brings his A game and Justin brings his A game, I think Jason takes it. Hmm. Wow. Okay. No, that's cool. I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Um, I and I'm not even. It's not even that I got Bergman's back. I think I just think that uh, he, Justin is playing strong right now, 
and they may that might get him further further than what people expect and he might even just take it i don't know i don't know i guess if i had to bet my my own money at the end of the day i guess i probably wouldn't bet on justin but uh but i don't know he's been he's been playing some surprising pool lately so i guess we'll just have to see um they're going to pay-per-view that so if you want to check into it uh i would look into uh on q on q2 the number 2.com or uh, check out their facebook page for more information on that and uh yeah it's supposed to be some pretty uh, tight pool going on between those guys man wow that might be the longest pay-per-view ever <laughs> for one, for one match <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, you um, maybe you'll get your money's worth out of it that way. You know, you get like twenty-four solid hours of pool out of it. But okay. Well, thanks for your time, Mike. I think we're putting people to sleep, so uh, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, have yourself a good weekend. All right, you too. Um, I'm looking forward to listening to what Mark and uh, the owner of teachers have to say about the match. Yep. Stick around for that, and we'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Scott Lee. I'm Randy G. And welcome to the One Minute Pool Instructor. So what are we going to discuss today? The well, crowd you know, is, can, I can hear them just sitting on edge, Scott. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of new stuff out there, Randy. So, boy. All kinds of new equipment and... I golf too, Scott. <laughs> the new and improved. Yeah. Every season, the new and improved. But I think in pool, it's actually doing it. There are definitely some new products out there that, that seem to be uh, making some waves in Well, the, we could do this for 20 minutes. So oh, why we don't could. we just fire through it? Uh, what's new in shafts? Well, well you know, the, the 20 years ago when uh, the Jacksonville experiment uh, figured out that that LD technology actually did work. I mean, they call it low deflection, but really it's low ah, squirt. Yeah, squirt, right. And, and uh, it, it does work. Uh, that's why now, heck, you've got 20 or 30 different varieties of LD shafts out there. Uh, even custom cue makers making their own varieties. So there's, a, there's certainly, um, you, you may like the technology you may not. Well, what is that technology? Well, the technology says because of the construction of the shaft, you can aim closer into the vertical axis. Yeah. Yes. Still get the spin you're looking for. Yeah. There will be less squirt because of the construction, and thereby there'll be less guesswork in terms uh, of of adjusting your aim. So yeah, you still like get that. the object. Yeah, uh, an LD shaft never claims to put more spin on the ball yeah. or more draw. No. But it does get you closer to home aiming when you are spinning the cue ball. Well, it, it seems to be a love it, hate it thing. Either you really like it or you don't like it at all. There's yeah. no real Well, and the old timers are going to stay with the hard rock maple sure. shafts and, 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 and the cue. I mean, if it works for you, you use it. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's, so. there's, there's tons of new tips out there. Oh my gosh, there's probably 50 different uh, varieties of Yeah, I don't tips. keep up with them, you know. Uh, it's hard to keep up with them. I mean, you know, when you and I started playing, you had a LaPro and you had a French champion, and that was about all there was out there. Well, I think I had a triangle. I was yeah, really yeah. impressed with the triangle. Yeah, triangle know? and LaPro's, yeah. you know, just okay. about the identical uh, tip. Uh, so what do you suggest that a, that a listener would do with tips? Well, you know, it's... You, you can spend as little or as much money as you want on a tip. 
You can pay $5, you can pay $50. Is a $50 tip play better than a $5 tip? Probably well, not. Here's what you got to look again, at. But again, it's the individual. If a $5 tip and a $50 tip both stay on the Q-tip or on the Q-ball one one-thousandth of a second. What difference does it make? What difference? I mean, there might be a little difference. There might. I don't know. There uh, might. I, I have my preference. Well, and sure. I don't go, I don't vary much off my preference, but it's my feel that I like. Yeah. So. I think uh, for, for me, uh, uh, what you have to do is get out there and just try different tips. I, that's what I did. You know, and I tried soft and hard tips too, and I went away from the hard back to the mediums, mm -hmm. and now I'm back to my medium tip. How about you? What do you You, you know, I like hard tips myself. Okay. I've got a LaPro on one shaft and a Mori uh, on another, and you know, to me, they both play pretty close sure, to the well, same yeah, way. Yeah, you play good though. <laughs> All right, how about chalk? Now, I've seen, what, three new chalks in yeah. this last year? Yep, there, there's a, there is a, a new competitor to uh, Kamui out there. Uh, it's called Great White, and uh, out, Outsville is the, the yeah. company that's yeah. producing it, and I've had a chance to uh, play some with it, and it's, it's really a, it's a great chalk. Well, it, I, I mean, once again, great. Uh, great, better than, or you know, or, it's at least equal to, if not okay. better. All right. Uh, I mean, once again, there's no magic, money. right? So, uh, you, if you're going to miscue, you're going to miscue. But chalk That's will right. certainly good chalk will prevent certain miscues. And you know what? Great chalk won't matter if you have a poor stroke. <laughs> no, no, right? You're going to miscue anyway. So you. You can have the magic chalk is still missed you. That's so, right. so you mentioned uh, the Great White, yep, and Kamui, and of course Masters is still standard. Sure, I mean, can't, can't go wrong with Masters. And you, again, you've got uh, five or six other uh, brand names out there: Predator, Magic Chalk, uh, Blue Diamond. Oh, Blue Diamond, that's that's coming to the market big time. It's so it's you know there's again it's a it's a personal preference. There it is, choice. I like choices. Yep. Now, what kind of joint do you prefer on your cue? Well, I played with the. I've for years played with a flat face joint. Although, you know, years and years ago, I played with the piloted. Sure. Uh, oh, steel that's joints. all we ever had. Sure. The Palmers, the Vikings. Uh, but you look at the, you know, the old uh, McDermott's and and Mucci's, They were all flat, flat face, face joints. Yeah. And and so uh, you know, it's a. I think again, it's a. It's a matter of preference. You have to get out there and play. Uh, with different kinds of cues to see what it is that you like yourself. Yeah, I found that different joints give me a different sound. Definitely. Which, which my brain equates to a different feel. And you know what? A tip can sound yeah. completely oh, different. Yeah. All right. So what white cue do you think is, is logical to play with in our game? Well, our cue ball weighs right in now at six ounces. Six ounces. Yeah. And I think that the majority of uh, people out there are playing with 18, 19, or 20 ounce cues. Do you think uh, heavier is, is, could, could work? Or? I, I personally like a lighter cue. I think you can swing your arm quicker with a lighter cue. Um, you certainly can't swing your arm as fast with a heavier cue. Heavier meaning 22, 23. Yeah, but okay. then you've got a greater mass. So Now, so there are going to be some people out there who can Larry Neville. Yeah. I mean, he can swing any cue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But but to our normal human beings, yeah, I, I would think a 19-ounce cue was just ideal. I played with 19s forever, and I've uh, gone to 18s in the last 15 years and, and just love them. Okay. Uh, do you wear a glove when you play? I have a glove that I keep in my case. Uh, me, personally, I don't see any physical difference 
in terms of how the cue slides in my hand, but I keep a, cue, a glove in my case for when I'm somewhere where it's real humid. Yeah, oh, and, and I agree. Now, uh, in Dallas, where I suppose I play 90% of my pool in Dallas, is dry, so I don't have that problem. But when I visit you in Florida or I go yeah. down to, uh, to uh, Corpus Christi or the South Padres, uh, it's humid there. Yep. And, and I also carry a glove in my cute case just yeah. because the stickiness. I now, can't stand a sticky shaft. Yeah, me neither. And, and, you know, I like the feel of just the wood on my skin but I certainly have no issues with playing with a glove. And there are, there are no, you know, there, for a long time there was a, uh, you were weird if you oh, yeah. used a pool yeah. glove, but now there's so many pros playing with them that I think that, that stigma is passed. I like to um, um, always clean my shaft and, and so I don't have to use a glove. You yeah. Know, I clean my shaft maybe before and after each Yeah, I tell people, look, if you're, if you're uh, shaft is sticky, go wash your hands. Oh, yeah, that's even better. That's the first thing. All right. Well, that's enough about equipment. Well, uh, that was good, though. That's a lot of, a, lot of stuff little over there. our minute, buddy. <laughs> now, oh, you talk too much. I do, yeah. I do. Well, all right, for the One Minute Pool Instructor, I'm Scott Lee. Randy G. And we'll see you next week. Welcome back to American Billion Radio. This is the Legends and Champions Report. I'm your host, Mark Cantrell. And this week, we've got all kinds of things going on. Uh, obviously, we've got the World Cup of Pool uh, that's going on. And I think that uh, Mr. Bond will be talking about that uh, later in the show, or they've already spoke about it. Um, one of the things that came up on Easy Billions was a match that I'm kind of excited about. Um, it's uh, Jason Shaw and Justin Bergman are going to be playing and wanted to learn a little bit more about it and how it came about and things like that. So uh, I have online with me, Teacher, Teacher Man from AZ Billions. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, thank you. Um, just to basically get right to it, I guess, uh, how did this match come about in the first place? Well, um, there was some Facebook talk going on uh, yesterday. Um, uh, I don't remember who exactly started it, but there was talk between several people about arranging a match between Justin Bergman and Michael Deshane, or Justin and, and Jason Shaw, and one thing led to another, and and here we are with uh, a match set up between Justin Bergman and Jason Shaw. Okay. Did, um, what well, you... I guess this is all this talk about, um, I know in your part of the world there in Missouri, uh, Justin Bergman's been uh, around a while and been doing very well. Uh, but to me, as far as nation, nationally, he's really only come on the scene in the last couple of years where people are looking and taking notice of him. Uh, and he's, he's been doing very well, hasn't he? He's, I mean, he's beaten some big names. And some on bar tables... Which you know we know he gets some uh, uh, you know a little bit of uh, negativity about that it's only on bar tables, but he's done it on big tables too. He's uh, he's quite the player on either table. Um, he does have some impressive bar table victories, uh, tournament victories here recently. Um, we here locally know him as a big table player who happens to play on the bar table tournaments. Um, recently, he's he's uh, 
been involved with several top-name pros on the bar box and on the big table, and he's held his own on both tables. So uh, this event with Jason is going to be a nine-foot table event. And um, he, he obviously he's in the they're running for the Moscone Cup as well. Uh, however, well that's going to go. Um, you know, he's tough with those points being so close. Uh, I, I, I don't know how easy it is to move Corey Duell and uh, Mike Duchesne from their spots. Uh, but if he puts in a good showing at the U.S. Open, I imagine he's going to do uh, he's going to do fairly well. Well, I'm sure he'd like to uh, qualify uh, directly by being one of the point winners. Uh, I think his chances are good as a as a captain's pick if he doesn't make it on the points. Uh, this U.S. Open will be a, a good challenge for him and a chance to show what he can do. Now, you've, know, you've known uh, Justin for some time. Yes. Uh, I opened uh, Teacher's Billiards in 1989, and by 1995, we had three locations. Uh, Justin frequented uh, our location in Fairview Heights, Illinois, which is his home, and uh, him and his dad and a few of his dad's friends played in our league when he was 10 or 11 years old. He was quite the player, even at that age. Um, and is now how did so again? Just to kind of go go back and remind me, how did Jason? How did he come to be Jason Shaw? The, the uh, match. I I don't really know the details of that, other than Jason okay. was looking for Jason was looking for a match, and so was uh, Justin. Uh, I did see a post on Facebook that Justin offered to play any U.S. player except Shane Van Boning. And and at that time, I think the target was Mike DeShane. Uh, here in St. Louis, we'd like to see a match between Justin and Mike DeShane. Um, for some reason, that didn't work out. Uh, just last night, uh, after all this afternoon Facebook talk, Justin came into my pool room and said, hey, I've got a match arranged with Jason Shaw. So I guess uh, between the Facebook posts, they eventually got together. Okay. And uh, and you now you know obviously we said you know Justin pretty good, uh, but you do, really don't know Jason. I don't what? You don't really know Jason. I don't know him personally at all. I know quite a bit about his game. I've watched him play on stream several times. Very impressive. I saw him in person at the Derby when he played the the straight pool final against the Russian player. I don't recall the Russian player's name, but. Uh, Jason is a ball-making machine. There's no doubt about that. Fast-paced ball-making machine. Yeah, he's, uh, I, I think that's part of the reason, you know, that I'm uh, looking forward to it. And, you know, th these two are uh, two players that are obviously still young. And... They get. It's like they are up and coming. It's they're, they're on the verge of, possibly on the verge of greatness, uh, and just have to break through a couple of barriers. I think to, to to put them, you know, in where their names are mentioned with, you know, along with uh, Appleton and uh, Mickey Eminem and people like that. Um, but I think it's going to be a, a fast-paced game with Jason. And well, I say it's a ball-making machine. It's going to be very exciting to watch. I agree. I posted on AZ Billiards today that it's a match between the tortoise and the hare. Uh, Justin's very methodical and thorough and takes his time and walks around the table and looks at 
exactly where his cue ball needs to be for the next shot. And uh, some people call him a slow player. I, I just say he's thorough. On the other hand, when I've seen Jason Shaw shoot, uh, he gets the balls off in nothing flat. So it's going to be an interesting contrast. Yeah, and I've seen Justin play. I don't know. I, 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 I maybe I'm just I, I haven't seen enough of him play. But I wouldn't call him a slow player, really. But again, maybe I, you, you obviously been around him a lot, and uh, you know I've not seen maybe enough of him. But he doesn't seem like a slow player. I mean, I've seen slow players, and uh, I don't think he's that slow. But um, but this this match is set to go down. At your place that teaches uh, billiard sports cafe. Yes, and in St. Peter's, Missouri. Now you, you you've done a, been doing a couple of things here recently. I've seen. Uh, I know you had Bergman and uh, was it Skyler playing Archer and Rodney Morris. Yeah, we had a Young Guns versus Old School event back in June. Uh, that came about from some Facebook talk, also. Um, I saw a post, from, I believe it was from Johnny Archer, saying that he wanted to challenge the young guns. Him and Rodney Morris would play uh, Justin Bergman and Justin Hall, I believe it was. Um, I got involved and tried to get the match arranged, and uh, through Justin Bergman, it seemed like Justin Hall wasn't interested or not available, and so one thing led to another, and we ended up with Skylar Woodward, a great player. And the Young Guns uh, beat the old school in a very tight match. Came down to the last uh, Scotch doubles ten ball match. They play. We played uh, eight ball, nine ball, and ten ball over a weekend, and uh, it was a very close match. The Young Guns prevailed. Yeah, and uh, so this is going to be October thirteenth and fourteenth. Um, it's a ten ball race to eighty. That's right. Ten ball race to eighty. Um, I believe it's a. They're going to stop at forty. The first when someone gets to forty, the first day we'll stop and come back the second day and finish it. And, and this is through the week. So you're anticipating starting uh, in the uh, early evening. Yes, I believe it's going to start in the five to seven o'clock hour. We don't have it set up exactly yet, but we'll be announcing that in a day or two. That's okay. Central Time. And uh, it's ten thousand a man. Yes, sir. Is uh, I, I, I guess they come in with their own money, or do you have any idea on on any of that stuff? Uh, I don't know uh, Jason Shaw if he has a backer or he's betting his own. I know Justin has a backer that's uh, putting up most, if not all, of the money. Uh, Justin probably has a part of it himself. And and this can be watched on. Uh, on Q2, on Q, and the number 2.com. Yes. Um, back in uh, November of 14, uh, I bought all diamond tables. I've been in business for 26 years, and things had been stale around here, and I thought I'd take a uh, risk and buy the diamond tables, and it's made, it's made a big difference in my business. And about the same time, um, I noticed the prevalence of the streaming video of the tournaments, and I was an active viewer and liked it. And I always wanted to get professional pool around my pool room, but uh, basically could never afford it, the amount of money you needed to add to the events, etc. My my room wasn't able to, to cover that. So I set up a – we have a new broadcasting booth that's up overhead or looks down over our pool arena. 
and we bought the equipment to do video streaming. And so uh, through the pay-per-view, we try to get the uh, pro players to come around, and when, and through the pay-per-view, we can generate enough revenue to, to have them come. So uh, this will be our fourth or fifth pay-per-view event. Uh, we did the Young Guns that we talked about. Uh, we did a match with Justin versus Dennis Arcolo. We did a match between Justin and Skyler versus Dennis Arcolo and Roberto Gomez. Uh, there might be another one or two, but uh, this will be our next one. Yeah, I think you got um, Allison Fisher coming as well at the end of was it at the end of October. Say that again. I think you have Allison Fisher coming at the end of October. Yeah, yeah. October October twenty second. Allison Fisher will be here. Uh, she's going to be working this week with or that week with Mark Wilson at Lindenwood University, which is right up the street from me. And uh, since she's going to be here already, we're going to bring her in and put on a little uh, uh, event where uh, people in my room get to play her. Uh, the night will be topped off with with uh, Allison Fisher playing Andy Quinn. Andy Quinn walked into my room in 1989 as a, uh, I guess, 11-year-old. And by the time he was 14, he was a national champion, a, a BCA junior national champion. So he's a great player, and he will take on Allison on October 22nd. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about your room. How many how many tables do you have now? I have uh, 18 tables. They're all diamonds. 14 of them are 7-footers. Four of them are 9-footers. Okay. And... Um, I, I've never been, uh, you know, I've been to a lot of pool rooms. Uh, I've never been to yours. Uh, you, you guys do food and that kind of thing? We do. We have a full uh, kitchen, uh, full bar, um, nice tables, nice room, nice atmosphere, a lot of TVs. Um, we do the best we can to keep it clean and comfortable, and uh, we're definitely all about pool, but we invite anybody who wants to come in and have a burger, watch a sporting event, uh, play some darts, or... Uh, whatever else they want to do, but our our theme is heavy pool. And, and you're in your, your actual town is Saint. What is it, Saint? What, what's the actual? It's not Saint Louis. It's it, we're a suburb of Saint Louis in Saint Peter's, Missouri. Saint Peter's, that's it. Saint Peter's. Um, well, if anybody's in the area um, around that time, uh, October 13th, 14th. Might be a, a good chance to stop by, and uh, if not, you catch it on. I'll say I'll say the website again one more time on Q and the number two dot com. And uh, do do you know what the price is going to be? We're going to uh, charge a two day pass of fourteen dollars ninety nine cents. So uh, that'll get you both both days. Wow. That's actually that's that's pretty cheap. I think so. Um, we uh, we have a little bit of streaming history. Probably could use some more on what the price point should be. We're not trying to rob anybody. We're trying to get a good audience. Trying to promote the sport. Uh, trying to get the players paid. So uh, I'm going to be paying both players to play their match here. Uh, that money will come out of the stream and out of the gate. We'll be charging in house to come and watch also. Uh, all that money will go directly to the players. Oh, that's nice of you. That's good of you. You know, you've got to, you know, there's bills to be covered, you know, and uh, it's uh, it's good that you give him, you know, the the money back. 
to the players. Uh, not everybody's able to do it, but you know, with the with the pay per view, hopefully that's really gonna uh, you know help you with with everything. Um, we, we hope so. Well, I, you know what? I'm looking forward to it, teacher, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some buzz built up about this as as we get closer to the time. Um, but I uh, appreciate what you're doing. Uh, appreciate you putting on these matches and uh, getting the players there. I'm sure your local uh, pool fans and customers are appreciative of uh, of it too, because you know you think. Uh, a, a lot of times you think of a small, a little place like St. Peter's that's not, I don't, I, I don't want to sound insulting, I'm not trying to be insulting, it's, you know, it's not on the radar, it's not uh, like New York City, it's not uh, Vegas, um, and you, you don't always get an influence of top level professional players playing matches, if you want to see that you have to go to Vegas or you have to go to um the U.S. Open in Virginia to see that kind of thing. And so, you know, it's good, good for the, the, the pool community in your area, I'm sure. Well, we uh, we haven't had a professional top-notch player in our area since St. Louis Louis several years ago. And when Justin developed into the player he is, through his contacts and through our efforts here at Teachers, we're trying to bring the sport to the St. Louis area. Uh, the the pool hobbyists is, uh, they're supporting us so far, and uh, if we can get the stream to support, also we'll we'll have something going on here that'll be uh, good for pool. Yep. Well, I uh, I know everybody appreciates that, and I'm looking forward to the match. And right. I appreciate your time. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, teacher. We'll speak to you soon. All righty. Well, that's that for this week's edition of. The Legends and Champions Report. Um, I, I, I really am. I'm not just saying. I'm looking forward to to watching this match. I think it'll be. It's gonna. Uh, it's gonna give everybody a, a really good uh, idea of where Jason and Justin both are in their games. The fast player, apparently a slow player. I haven't seen that too much, but uh, it's going to be a two-day event, 14 bucks. That's a that's a pretty good deal as well. Uh, you don't see two-day pay-per-view events like this for $14 very often. So I uh, hope everybody can uh, tune in and see it. And uh, I'm going to go back to watching the World Cup of Pool now. Uh, England A uh, are still in it at this point. So by the time this uh, ends tonight, there's a, there's a chance they won't be. But we'll see. <laughs> So until next week, thank you all for listening, and I will speak to you then.